Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For months, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission was getting pushback over two controversial policies that scrutinize new fossil fuel projects that it's in charge of approving. And because of that controversy, commissioners turned those policies back into drafts. But now, Democrats, who have a three to two majority on the commission, see an opportunity for a compromise that has major climate implications. Today, Politico's Catherine Morehouse on the climate concessions FERC's Democratic commissioners might make to get a consensus on pipeline policies. It's Tuesday, April 12th. So the two policies are basically an effort to update FERC's longstanding guidelines drafted in 1999 that kind of dictate how the commission considers whether to approve a pipeline or related infrastructure like an LNG terminal. One of the policy statements essentially takes more factors into account, like environmental justice, you know, where a project is cited, and landowner issues. So it just is trying to better balance the factors that the commission considers. And the second one sets a greenhouse gas emission threshold and basically says if a project emits this level of greenhouse gas emissions, we consider that significant and that will trigger further environmental review. Those are the two policies, and they were really controversial because they were a much bigger step than FERC has taken in the past in terms of how it assesses these projects. Right. Yeah. So that that brings us to this current moment. So you're reporting that majority Democrats are trying to reach some sort of compromise with Republican commissioners on these two drafts. What exactly is that concession that Democrats might have to make here? Yeah, if Democrats are going to get a compromise here, it seems like the biggest issue that they would have to basically concede on is whether the greenhouse gas emission profile of a pipeline or related infrastructure can actually be the basis to say no to that infrastructure. And it's unclear if Democrats would be willing to give up that much, but that's really the sticking point for Commissioner Christie. And folks really don't see him signing on to anything that allows the commission to reject a project based on its climate impacts. You are reporting Christie, a Republican, is central to these negotiations. He's a, a big character here. What exactly do we know what he is OK with and why is he you know, so important to this? Yeah. So what he said is that he believes the commission has the authority to regulate the direct emissions impacts of a pipeline, the methane leakage from a pipeline, for instance. He thinks the commission can say, hey, pipeline company, this is a direct result of the way your project is structured and you need to fix this. But what he doesn't believe is that any sort of indirect upstream or downstream emissions can be regulated by the commission. So the greenhouse gas emissions that are the result of a power plant that gets its gas from that pipeline, the commission can't reject a project based on the impact of that power plant. Right. If Democrats here do decide to compromise and go more in Christie's direction here and remove this climate-based veto authority over pipelines, I mean, how how do you see that influencing what Biden can do in this area? Yeah, it's interesting with FERC's relationship with the president because it's an independent agency. So, you know, they're really not 
as beholden to the president's agenda as like DOE or EPA or other agencies would be. I do think that this FERC has definitely has the potential to have a bigger climate impact than other agencies, as we've reported. But Biden himself and the White House really don't have the same amount of influence here that they do with other agencies. We did see one fundamental disagreement during the Trump administration between the president and then chairman Neil Chatterjee, who was then demoted. But that was really unusual. And it would be surprising to see that level of interference from this White House. Yeah. So how does this potential compromise and again, the fact that Democrats are are kind of going back to the drawing board. I mean, how does this fit in with the politics of the moment right now? Mainly Russia's war kind of bringing attention to energy security. We know Democrats might be willing to kind of walk back their preferred policy. I mean, the timing here is tough. I I think there's no doubt about that. When FERC issued this policy statement, the pushback was so intense. And several former commissioners said that the, the oversight hearing that was later conducted and kind of pressing the commission on these policies was one of the most critical and really intense blowbacks the commission has ever faced kind of on a bipartisan basis. I think it was really politically tough at a moment when the U.S. is thinking about how to export more gas. And and then at the same time, they see this regulatory agency saying, you know, we actually want to be more careful with the way we're permitting this infrastructure. And it's tough to see exactly the impact, you know, if FERC takes longer to permit something or if FERC permits something really quickly, that pipeline or that LNG facility isn't going to go up tomorrow. So these things really won't have a direct impact on what's going on in Ukraine. But you can see where the politics of the moment really kind of put a lot of pressure on FERC. Also, on Monday... Pacific Gas and Electric Company reached a $55 million deal with six California counties devastated by two massive wildfires in 2019 and 2021 and agreed to five years of independent oversight. The outcome comes after the company pleaded guilty to over 80 counts of manslaughter for causing the deadliest blaze in California history just two years ago. The company is still being prosecuted for a 2020 fire that killed four people, so its legal woes are not over. But advocates are still upset with PG&E, which has caused a series of deadly incidents starting with the 2010 San Bruno pipeline explosion that killed eight people. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.